You know when Moneybag Yo said, I don't like niggas, I don't like bitches, I don't like nobody. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it in my spirit. What's good? Your girl is back better than ever. I know this is like the ninth or tenth hiatus I've been on, and I have only been recording this podcast to since July, but look. I be out here living my best life, okay? And uh, sometimes I can't do it all, but I'm back. We're getting two drops this week, so, you know, don't fret. The content is definitely there. It's coming your way. But today's episode, I'm just about to jump right in. There has been so much stuff that I've been wanting to talk about while I've been on my little break, you know, living my best life, not going back and forth with you niggas. But (laughs) one of two of the primary things that have been dominating the media cycle, dominating the news, dominating social media are the R. Kelly and the Nicki Minaj controversy. So I'm gonna just jump right in. So the first things first, if you don't even have to be like, on social media or anything like that to see you know what has been unfolding with the R. Kelly trial so for those of you who don't know um, R. Kelly was convicted of about I think of eight counts of uh, sex trafficking or a violation of an anti-sex trafficking law uh, called the Mann Act Um, and then he was also convicted of racketeering which is you know basically running and operating um, a criminal enterprise. So that is because of, you know, bribery, the sex trafficking, using his position, you know, to get things for his own personal gain so that he can continue his criminal activities. So for, I think a lot of most people associate Rico, which is, you know, racketeering. Most people associate Rico, like that's how you get like a mob boss or you know those old what you what people think when they think of like those old Italian mafia bosses like oh that's Rico because you're running a criminal enterprise but in R. Kelly's case the, the he, he was doing the exact same thing he was he's bribing people he's paying people to keep their mouth shut paying people to you know either lie for him or change their story for him he's lying to keep things quiet lying to sweep things under the rug and more and additionally he was also you know paying the people on his team to do these things for him because if we we can I can kind of go back a little bit to the surviving R. Kelly documentary where you know his survivors told their stories about their experience with R. Kelly and the sexual abuse that they either saw or encountered themselves but you remember he was at McDonald's on like the south side of Chicago and he was having his bodyguards or his assistants or whoever was there give his phone number to fucking teenage girls. You know what I'm saying? He was hanging out at the middle school, hanging out at the high school, and on more than one occasion did a grown-ass person turn their head um, because of R. Kelly's status. Now, I don't know about you, but I believe I Can Fly is not that good of a song for me to be like, you know what? Let me just say fuck my morals, fuck my integrity, fuck what's right, You know what I'm saying? Let me hop on this R. Kelly bandwagon, this R. Kelly money train. Um, 
so I can have something so I can be something. I it's not that good. OK, black women, black girls, we are black. And I'm a, you know what? Let me correct myself, because these a lot of them were not women because, you know, R. Kelly didn't start fucking with 18 and 19 year olds until somebody said, hey, nigga, why you fucking with that 14 year old? So he didn't start changing his habits until he was called out. But he was fucking with black girls. So so let's 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 just dive on into this because here's here's what the T is. So they motherfuckers were the the people who were the prosecuting attorneys who were trying this case were wheeling in carts full of evidence, like wheelbarrows full of evidence, because there was so much to be ta- to be discussed, to be uncovered in R. Kelly's trial. They had boxes full, wheelbarrows full, carts full, like whole rooms full of evidence, videotapes, um, you know, written testimony, audio testimony, statements from victims, statements from witnesses, statements from people on his team who have now turned against him, you know, for their own impunity, for their own immunity, um, for their own selfish purposes, the people on his team who were participating, who were helping because racketeering is it's a criminal enterprise. You 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 don't racketeer <laughs> by yourself. People help you racketeer. So that's what I'm saying. Um charge them all. But back to my original point, there was so much evidence against R. Kelly that they were like they were thinking that this trial was going to take years like a couple of years. They were like, you know what? We're prepared to get down in the trenches and to ride this one out so we can get a conviction and we can get this nigga off the streets. That's how much evidence they had. And motherfuckers are still on social media, still on Twitter, still on Facebook, specifically Facebook because that's the caliber of people that Facebook attracts. Um, Still all over social media talk about we need to give him a chance. Don't turn on R. Kelly outside the courtroom playing the remix to Ignition. Okay. Uh, dancing, gyrating, and eating buckets of KFC chicken talking about R. Kelly is innocent. Is he? Is that why one of the damn legal secretaries had a wheelbarrow full of paperwork of motherfuckers snitching on him because he's innocent? Even the the medical records are there. His own physician testified that R. Kelly was diagnosed with and willingly spread herpes to his sexual partners, substantiated by medical fact. His own team came out and talked about the criminal enterprises that he had engaged in bribing officials so he could marry Aaliyah only because he wanted if he was married to her then he could sign off on her having an abortion because they thought she was pregnant let's get into that T the 15 year old that he married illegally so that he could sign off on this child having an abortion okay and that's on the record, sweetheart. Like these, I don't under, I, information be looking some of y'all in the face. And it will say like exactly what it is. Like this is fact, substantiated by XYZ. And y'all gonna look information dead in the face and be like, well, I don't believe it. What? What? 
Okay, what DW said, this sign can't stop me because I can't read. You motherfuckers can't read. You don't understand. There's no com the, there's no comprehension. He did it, y'all. He did it. Okay? R. Kelly did it. And furthermore, I think and a, a, one of the other things that was real that is really that has really been frustrating, you know, being a black woman on social media, seeing all of these people being like, well, such and such did it and such and such did it and we never said anything and such and such did it and we never said anything like, oh, y'all on R. Kelly, we need to call out it. Yeah, we do need to call out everybody. But let's let's just let's just pause right here so I can let the record reflect this. We do not excuse sexual abuse against black women and girls just because other people have done it as well. And I'm going to say that again, because like I said earlier, y'all don't have no comprehension skills. So we are not going to excuse sexual abuse and exploitation done by black men only because other people have done it before. I really like some of y'all with the reaches, with the clip, with the reaches, talk about, well, we still sing the national anthem and we know what America did to, that's not relevant. Okay. America is always on trial. America is always under scrutiny. And furthermore, baby, ain't nobody singing the national anthem. Okay. I'm not even on no Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to take a knee during the national. I'm in my chair. If, if, if we had a sport event, I'm in my chair eating my nachos because uh, liberty and justice for all ain't got shit to do with me. Okay, there's uh, black Americans in our relationship with this country have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that this man ran a criminal enterprise solely on the sexual abuse and exploitation of black girls for about 30 years. And no one wanted to say anything because... Step in the name of love. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you just like I said, like three fuck or two or three podcasts ago, you motherfuckers are about to step, step right to hell, okay? Because you're going to hell. Alright. This situation is serious because I think a lot of times we look at R. Kelly and we look at, you know, celebrities and we look at the, the, the people that celebrities associate, associate with, excuse me, and they're so far removed from them that we don't view them as real people. But all of the girls that he abused and the boys, the young boys that he abused, they are real people. They are survivors. They were traumatized by this and they will forever be healing from the abuse that was inflicted upon them by R. Kelly. Like they're real people. They they live real lives and they are much more deserving. Uh, they are so much more worthy than people online make it seem by saying, oh, I'm still listening to R. Kelly. Oh, I'm still just say you're garbage, okay? If you're trash, just say that, okay? If you ain't shit, just say that, all right? If you would like to be shipped priority express to Lucifer's front door, just say that, 
okay? Because you motherfuckers are going to have to explain this on Judgment Day, okay? When you get to the gate, you're going to have to explain this. And when they press that down elevator button and send you motherfuckers flying into the fiery pits of hell's inferno, I want you to remember these words that I said on my podcast, okay? Because you're going to hell, all right? Step in the name of hell. How about that? Since y'all still want to listen to And for what? What song do you, does R. Kelly have that you can just put on and everybody's like, oh my God, that's my jam. What is it? Since, since, since all this music's so good, y'all can't stop motherfucking listening to it. What song is it? Huh? Is it Seems Like You're Ready? Because no. Is it, is it uh, the remix to Ignition? Because no. Is it Bump and Grind? Because no. His music... I, I don't know why you're caping for him so much, okay? The only people I even ever knew that really liked R. Kelly like that were 60-year-old niggas named Earl, okay? Because as soon as Step Step Side to Side came on, him and Geraldine get up and they hit their Chicago two-step and they sit back down. You hear what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't understand why y'all are on Beyonce's internet spouting all this bullshit about R. Kelly at the, at the expense of black women and girls. Because let's, let's get back to the realness, to the reality aspect of this. Because do you, there, are, there is such a large percentage of black women who have experienced some type of sexual trauma in their lives. And they're sitting on Facebook, scrolling, minding their business. When they come across your post, that's like, I'm still going to listen to Chocolate Factory. And now they're traumatized all over again because it's probably the same thing that they heard when they shared their experience with their abusers. Well, I'm still going to fuck with him because I don't feel like he did that. Or it was just a misunderstanding. He probably ain't even mean to do that to you. Those, those women... Are so are they are valuable and their stories are valuable and their truth is valuable and their lives are meaningful and they are inherently worthy people because they exist. Okay, not because you know they're your friends or because they're your sister or your mom or your cousin. No, these women are people and they deserve to heal, they deserve to be heard, they deserve to be understood, and they reserve the respect. And the dignity of you motherfuckers not getting on Rihanna's internet and acting like you ain't got no goddamn sense. Okay? So you want to listen to something? Listen to me. Go to hell. Okay? Because furthermore, since R. Kelly's conviction, his album sales have gone up 500%. And I hope all you niggas burn in hell. Okay, I hope you fry like some damn chicken. Okay, because I'm sick of this. You, you, I don't even really know what to say at this point. I think it's very, very clear the level of misogyny that black women specifically face, especially when it comes to well-documented cases of abuse like this one. This man was... He had so many people testifying against him. 
audio discovered, video discovered, you know, a paper trail documentation of, of payoffs and bribery and all types of triggery that goes into this criminal enterprise he has been running for years and because you motherfuckers are mad that you can't listen to bump and grind anymore you go and you increase his album sales by 500 percent what's I don't I really don't understand it and I I, de I think it definitely shows that you know that no one really cares when it comes to black women especially in instances like this like these women shared their abuse they they told you their stories they told you their truth in while they were standing in their own healing journeys and you motherfuckers got on the internet and was like well I'm still finna listen to your body's calling for what did it make you feel good did it make you feel empowered to stand behind a man who wrote songs about children. Cause let's 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 walk that back, all right? Because every time you turn on your your radio or you know you put your iPhone on the aux cord or you connect to the Bluetooth in your Nissan Altima, every time you sing your body's calling, you are singing to a child because that's who R. Kelly is singing to okay all of these songs that he wrote he wrote them from his perspective and his perspective is the sexual exploitation exploitation of black women and girls okay so you're not just singing a song about somebody's body calling out to you're singing a song about a 14 year old body calling out to a 40 year old man and you're okay with that because you think you got to separate the person from the music. No, the music is why the person was able to do this dirty shit for so long. Okay, if R. Kelly was some regular nigga off the street, you know what I'm saying? No records, no, no, no streaming, no nothing. He would not have been able to come up with the resources to build a criminal enterprise. The music is the reason for the man's actions. And it's the fact that y'all can't put that together that is killing me. Because if two plus two is four, and four plus four is eight, then what the fuck is wrong with y'all, okay? Same girl ain't that good of a song, all right? I'm a flirt is not that good of a song for y'all to stand up here on the World Wide Web and say shit like, well, I'm still going to listen to him. All right, go ahead. Just continue to be trash, continue to be garbage, and continue to just be a completely shitty vacuum of a human being. And the rest of us will go on about caring about black women and girls. Because clearly, we, as black women and girls, are the only people that are up to the task. Let me tell you. So if there's anybody out there that still wants to listen to R. Kelly, that believes we have to separate the man from the music or whatever bullshit you want to come up with just so you can continue to listen to Slow Wind, just go ahead and follow me, block me, call me a funky dog face bitch. I don't care, but please separate yourself from me because 
this podcast is unashamedly and unwaveringly in support of the stories, the truth, and the healing of black women and girls. And we forever will be. And stop the damn dancing. Act like you got some goddamn sense, people. Damn, don't play around here. Unfortunately, R. Kelly is not the only Negro in the news acting a goddamn fool. The Nicki Minaj, Nicki Lewinsky, the Harajuku Barbary herself, has gotten herself into a little bit of controversy on her own, as well as because of um, her husband. So let's let's provide a little context. So Nicki Minaj is married to a man named Kenneth Petty. And in the 90s, Kenneth Petty was convicted of the attempted sexual assault um, of a woman named Jennifer Huff. So uh, because of that conviction, Kenneth Petty has to register as a sex offender. And for the most part, um, I think he's probably lived in the same state for most of his life. So he has never had to re-register. However, fast forward to the current, you know, present day, he's married to Nicki Minaj, um, who I believe either part-time or full-time lives in uh, California. So, you know, him being her husband, um, he lives with her. However, when you cross those state lines, you got to re-register as a sex offender, which he did not do. So... Um, charges were brought against him for failing to register as a sex offender, which he took a plea deal, but we're, we're not going to get to that. Um, and because of that, uh, there was some harassment to the survivor to recant her story so that he would not have to register as a sex offender, which Fast forward again to present day, Miss Huff went on to The Real a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, um, and told her story, you know, shared her truth about, you know, the assault she survived and about the harassment she is enduring because, you know, uh, grown ass men can't face the consequences of their own actions. So let's start there. So um, because a lot of you cannot read and lack comprehension skills I just want to make sure that we emphasize that Kenneth Petty was already convicted of the crime Jennifer Huff did not go did not do the interview to convince people to believe her or to say like no no he really did this we need to get justice she it it he was already convicted he was tried he was convicted or he took a plea deal but whatever the case may be signed sealed delivered he's a criminal Nonetheless, um, so she went on to this platform to share the story of the harassment she has had to endure because he didn't want to register as a sex offender. Because for the most part, they kept this pretty under wraps when she married him. No one really... Well, I, I don't know if maybe it just kind of happened. I don't really follow celebrities like this. I don't know if like she just popped out with a nigga one day or I don't know if she had like a big wedding or whatever. But for the most part, like it seems like they kept this pretty under wraps. But the fact that your man is facing a felony for failing to register as a sex offender, we got questions. OK, um, so I think a lot of her fans are are on the side of, well, woo, woo, woo. If, if Nikki says she's innocent then, or he's innocent, then 
you know, we're on Nikki's side, but a lot of people with common sense are, you know, really understanding, you know, the survivor and the frustration that she has surrounding this circumstance. So, um, Nikki apparently, so Miss Huff said that Nikki Minaj reached and Nick and her team. So like, this isn't like Nikki Minaj direct, this might not necessarily be Nikki Minaj directly, but Nikki Minaj and her team and her husband and his team and the people that they associate with have been reaching out to her directly, to her family, to her friends, to her kids, um, to either try to intimidate them or to try to convince Miss Huff to take a bribe, to try to convince Jennifer to, you know, take money in exchange for recanting her story because the overturning of the conviction or the original plea deal is the only way he's not going to have to register as a sex offender. So that's where the drive, because like I said, like she's not going on, she's not, you know, telling her story on these platforms because she wants to be believed. She was believed. Okay. And he did face a consequence uh, for this crime that he committed against her for this assault that he committed against her. So the there has been ongoing harassment like she said somebody somebody that was associated with them like offered her twenty thousand dollars in cash to basically recant her story and you know so which is a part of the reason why she's suing them for harassment because it has been on going like they're harassing her they're harassing her family harassing her kids harassing the people who know her she's had to move multiple times because of the harassment that she's facing and a lot of her fans are again on Beyonce's internet talking about well she's just a gold digger she's just trying to get money out of Nicki Minaj if she just wanted the money she would have taken that she would have taken excuse me the twenty thousand dollars and she would have lived her best life if it was all about the money then the multiple attempts to get her to take money in exchange for recanting her story would have been successful but because she is a survivor and she is in she is on her own healing journey the she chose to go on this platform to tell her side of the story because this celebrity idolization stand culture that we live in has driven a lot of you to the brink of delusion not even the brink you're there okay because if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck then your ass is delusional okay because the fact of the matter is that Nicki Minaj married someone who has to register as a sex offender, which was her choice. And instead of her, you know, of them being grown adults and dealing with the consequences of his actions, which he had been dealing with up until this point, he was registered as a sex offender, you know, per the requirements because he, he ain't never caught a case before this. And when he decided to leave, knowing the situation that he was in, they, Nicki Minaj and Mr. Who, whatever, and I'm not even going to give him the respect of that. Kenneth Patty brought this upon themselves because they were like, well, we would rather create a narrative and, you know, crusade against this false conviction than, you know, follow the guidelines that were put in place 20 something years ago okay because it's really giving you know delusional I mean it's it's it has always been giving delusional but now it's definitely giving 
you know, predator enabling because, you know, there were definitely news and media reports about Nicki Minaj's brother, who was also a predator and an, um, and, and an abuser who, you know, people were saying that she, she silently supported it. And, you know, that's her brother. I, I, I pass. No, I pass judgments. I, I ain't even going to cap. Like, oh, I'm not going to judge. Oh, I'll be judging. But the, the point there is, is that Jennifer Huff, you know, she endured this, this very, this violent attack against her. And she was able to, you know, have the comfort in that he was held accountable for that. And she was able to, you know, from what she said, kind of have a semblance of normalcy after, you know, immediately after, you know, everything concluded, but because of the decisions that Nicki Minaj and Kenneth Petty made, they have now led back, you know, to her having to relive a lot of this. And for these crazy obsessive stands online to be you know, giving her death threats and saying, oh, how dare you try to fuck with Nikki and the queen, the baddest, the woo, 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 woo. And you just want some money from Nikki and nothing is ever going to turn me away from Nikki. And just like this crazed psychosis that they have in support of Nicki Minaj, like in support of this grown woman who wanted to be a Barbie for most of her life. I'm not saying that, you know, there's not talent or whatever the case may be, or, and I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that there, that her voice in hip hop was not, you know, valuable to a certain extent, but you're, you become less of a valuable voice when you start engaging in things like this. Like you're, she created this narrative that like, you know, she was this white woman and this was a false accusation. And, and this woman got on TV, black as me. You know, black is about 945 at night. You know what I'm saying? A brown woman, a black woman. And Nicki Minaj tried to create this narrative that, oh, but white is right. Girl. Niece. Okay. But it's giving blind. Okay. And, and I think that in this case specifically, there probably is a certain level of naivety or a certain level of blindness because of the relationship she has with her husband. So whether or not that's, you know, just her belief in his innocence because of maybe, you know, she grew up with him and she's like, well, I just don't see him doing that. And this all ties back into what I was saying about R. Kelly is that there's that, that blindness because of the connection, like black women and girls, we're not just lying on, on black men all willy nilly. We're not their store. The, the stories of black women and girls aren't just arbitrary. They're not just out here creating things because we want to tear down the black men. No, we're being abused. We're being hurt at the hands of other black men and women like Nicki Minaj and women, you know, like your auntie uh, Lisa on Facebook, who's talking about some, well, we just need to support. Those are the kind of women that are continuing to prop up people like Nicki Minaj, people like R. Kelly, you know, things like that. There is a certain level of delusional that you reach especially when you're in this crazy ass stand culture because because let's just let's just let's pause there and discuss that uh for a little bit because this this stand culture 
of, oh, I ride for you. I fuck with you and nothing is ever going to stop that. Nothing is ever going to take, you know, change my opinion or anything like that. It's completely crazy and it lacks a, a high level of accountability, not only for the individual, but for the person. Because if you like what what Nicki Minaj's abuses against you know people who look like you people who identify like you you're letting them go unchecked because you're a fan of her music because you think she has a boss bitch attitude like do you ride for your friends like that do you ride for yourself like that like what is what is what are, what are you lacking in your life what kind what part of you is unhealed? What part of you is so so traumatized? What part of you is so broken that you turn to a woman who would have her security remove you from the sidewalk if you were walking on the same side of the street as her? But but I digress. Your support of a woman who wouldn't piss on you if you were on fucking because let's let's just get something straight stands of Nicki Minaj she might stand next to you you know taking a picture on her PR run while you rap her lyrics word for word you know you got a pink wig on you got a a Nicki Minaj tour t-shirt or whatever the fuck she will definitely stand there and participate for good PR but the second the cameras are removed Nicki Minaj is having her security curb stomp you like a random nigga on the street because you are one she don't give a fuck about you and you on here you out here on beyonce's internet acting like you ain't got no goddamn sense because this woman makes good rap music what just like motherfucking huey said what happened to standards what happened to bare fucking minimums i don't give a fuck who it is i don't care how good your music is my support has conditions you are not allowed to sexually exploit people abuse people harass survivors of your husband's crimes so that you can live a relatively normal life because they're doing this they're literally doing this so her husband does not have to register as a sex offender because of a crime that he was convicted for convicted for not you know a lie or a rumor but a crime he was convicted for and let's not forget this is not the first time he has been convicted of a crime because he caught a manslaughter case too served a little time about but served a little time behind that and I think and I mean not even I think but violence is a trend okay you commit one violent crime it is very very likely that you will offend in a violent manner again which is you know the case of Nicki Minaj's husband so that's my that's definitely my kind of where I have a very very large misunderstanding because when the fuck did it become okay for people of a celebrity status to to do things like abuse people and exploit people and they can just do it because they're celebrities that's why this stand culture is so dangerous like the jennifer huff is a real person she lives a real life she has real family and they 
deserve dignity. They were deserve respect. They deserve privacy. And more than that, they deserve, you know, to live with integrity and to be able to heal on their own and to, to, to journey to healing on their own without the interference of you fucking loons. Like, what the fuck? Like, y'all really stand Nicki Minaj because of some bars? Like, because of lyrics? Because remember, Nicki Minaj is a multimillionaire. Okay? Chances are you, as her fan, are the working class or are the working poor. And the reason Nicki Minaj is so rich is because when you spend your money buying her merchandise and streaming her music and going to her concerts and buying her brand collaborations and liking her pictures and clicking on ads and everything, Nicki Minaj gets all of that. All of that. R. Kelly, even R. Kelly, I'm a circle back, gets all of that publishing, all of that. And that is what allows her to do things like harass the victims, or excuse me, harass the survivors of her husband's crime. That's why, you know that $150 that you spent to buy a fucking, what, a t-shirt with Nicki Minaj's face on it? Or a t-shirt that said Barbie? Or a t-shirt that said Nicki Lewinsky? Or a t-shirt that whatever the fuck, that $150 was probably used, it, it's probably a part of that damn stack of $20,000 that she tried to, you know, give to Jennifer through an associate of hers, which is why I don't understand why you guys are still willing to die on the we need to separate the person from the music hill, okay? Why don't you just die on the hill? That's the end of that sentence. Like, I wasn't gonna, like, say anything additional. Because like I said earlier, this podcast is unwaveringly in support of black women and girls, their healings, their journeys, and their inherent worth as human beings. And it gives me so much, it it, it makes me so frustrated that so many people are out here like, oh, well, you know, Nikki got bars and, and woo 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 and she's the baddest to ever do it. And she's this and she's this and she's this in the face of overwhelming evidence that Nicki Minaj is engaging in a similar criminal enterprise as R. Kelly. Trying to bribe people, trying to pay people to recant, trying to pay people to change their story. You know, that that it's giving R. Kelly. All right? Because, Miss Nicki, despite the fact that you were a talented rapper, that you were um, a very distinct voice in the rap community, you are not God. And you're not allowed to... To, to bully people into believing the narrative that you create or recanting their story because your husband is an abuser. I don't get it. Okay. I don't, I don't like that. What Carisha say? I don't like that. Cause I don't like that. So I really hope that eventually we can get to a point where like we can hold celebrities accountable, especially without, you know, this bullshit, conversation about cancel culture or whatever the fuck because these things affect real people they have real world consequences and the people who are involved in this are real and they are recurringly traumatized by these you know by the cyclical nature 
of news, like in the media, out the media, in the media, out the media, and all of you motherfuckers chiming in, talking about I don't believe that ha- you wasn't there. You d- you don't live her story. You don't understand her truth. But what we do know is that he's a convicted sex a convicted sex offender who was convicted again of not registering as a sex offender. So at this case, I hope they put his ass underneath the jail and i hope they lock up nikki and all 27 of her wigs too so i hope they got an itty bitty picky in the commissary and that's not even the only bullshit that icky minaj has been involved in there's just there's just too much to handle right now so uh there's this woman um who is a former member of the singing group little mix i don't know if anybody knows uh, the group Little Mix, they had a few songs. They were very popular maybe 10 or so years ago. Um, but one of the group mates is this white British woman named Jamba Juice Nelson. And Jamba Juice is like black fishing. And a member, another, uh, an African or not an African-American, but a black member of the group whose name is Leanne called her out on it. You know, DM'd her, accused her. You know, saying that she was black fishing and and brought this and brought and and, and said things that were valid to uh, to Jamba Juice because she was black fishing. You know, has a black scent. You know, things like that. So the 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 drama starts because uh uh Creepy Minaj has a single with Jurassic Nelson called Boys. And, you know, so they on there because of the, the, the PR associated with that, Nicki Minaj responded to some of the criticisms, to the, the, the revealed texts and all of this information, you know, telling her she could shove the text up her ass, talking about some, oh, you ain't going to talk about this for 10 years, woo, woo, woo. just basically just like trying to come for Leanne for exposing this information about Jamba Juice. So this white woman sits here as this black woman speaks very disparagingly about the valid criticisms of another black woman because it's giving the white man's whore. That's what it's giving for Miss Minaj. It's giving Massa look at me. That's what it's giving at this point, because what the fuck are you talking about? This she the Jurassic Park is clearly black fishing. And she, the Jurassic responds and she's like, well, I love black culture and I grew up on it. It's all I know. Why is that what all the white people say when they are accused of black fishing or of culturally appropriating? We love black culture too. You know why? Because we live it, because it belongs to us, because it is ours. Okay. There, our culture was ripped, stolen from us for over 400 years and for you to sit up here and be like I love black culture bitch you don't deserve it okay it is not your birthright it is not something that you deserve and it is not something you can just drop in on whenever you feel like it because I don't know who said it but everybody want to be a nigga but don't nobody want to be a nigga so motherfuckers want to have a black scent and rap 
and be on tracks with Future and Nicki Minaj and, and the Migos. Everybody, because y'all remember, I'm going to just make a side note, because y'all remember when uh, Miley and Katy Perry was doing all that, let me be in a rap song bullshit. But nonetheless, uh, we ain't talking about them. But everybody wants to drop in on black culture when it's convenient for them, when they want to promote a single, when they want to make music, when they want to be an influencer. But nobody wants to be a nigga when it motherfucking counts. Okay, nobody wants to take on what it is like to be a black person in any fucking country in the world. Nobody wants to take on, you know, the pressures of being a black woman in this country, uh, uh, what that looks. Nobody wants to be a nigga where it counts. Everybody just want to put on, you know, dark makeup. They want to get their edges laid. They want to wear long acrylic nails and they want to say, okay, purr. They, they want to do all that shit, but don't nobody really want to be a nigga. Okay, don't nobody want to be a nigga. They just want to be a nigga. You feel what I'm saying? L listen to me, inflection. Don't nobody want to be a nigga, but everybody want to be a nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Because the culture vultures have think that because of you know this quote unquote melting pot that we live in, that they could just borrow or steal. Whatever the fuck we, they want and we're just supposed to sit here and take it. No, we are gatekeeping. Okay, go to fucking Sephora, to the pale as plaster section, get your foundation, put on your motherfucking Casper the Ghost shade of concealer and mind your car. Caucasian business if you love black culture and you support it's all you know support it prop up black artists allow people who are actually black to do shit like this don't be oh I love black it's all I grew up on bitch we don't give a fuck okay we are gatekeeping and we are allowed to do so because white people get to gatekeep white people gatekeep all the motherfucking time. Why do you think that Britain still has an oligarchy? Because they gatekept. Why do you think that the 1% of motherfuckers who have all the money in this country are white? Gatekeeping. Generational. All of those things. White people get to gatekeep. All right. And they certainly are going to motherfucking gatekeep. They keep us out of their schools. They keep us out of their district. They keep us gerrymandered out of their zip code so they can vote in these fucking backwards ass politicians. Oh, white people gatekeep, honey. So you take your Caucasian ass back to the other side of the pond and mind your motherfucking business because you don't want it with us. All right. Black women, we are not taking this shit from you white ass bitches anymore. Okay. We're not taking it. We're not dealing with it. Okay. So I'm not even going to sit here and break down, you know, the cultural impacts of cultural appropriation and why, you know, our culture, that, 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 cut it the fuck out, bitch, because you're going to run into the right one and they are going to drag you through the mud by your ashy plaster ankles. And it just continues to bother me because she also said, well, then Black girls, you can't wear no floor length blonde weave and you can't woo woo woo. And it's definitely giving Massa pick me because girl, you motherfucking know better. You know better. I don't have to sit here and explain to you that white people don't own blonde or straight hair. I don't have to sit here and explain to you that white culture does not exist. I don't have to sit here and explain that to you because you know it. 
even though you probably don't have any reading comprehension, you already know it. All of you motherfuckers know this shit already. We don't have to sit here and say it, but it's definitely giving Massa look at me. It's definitely giving um, I want to be white. It's it's definitely giving. It's definitely giving I don't support other black women. And that if, if that's just where you stand, then that's where you stand. But you don't get to speak for black women, especially considering the predicament that you're in, especially considering the circumstances that you're in. You don't get to speak for black women. You don't get to speak for us and say that you know, black fishing is appropriate or that, you know, we're not, that cultural appropriation doesn't exist or that culture vultures aren't a problem. You don't get to speak for us and say that. Okay. So you know what, Miss Minaj, what I really hope happens is that, look, I really just need you because I know because of stand culture and the celebrity idolization that there's never truly going to be an instance in which a person who has reached the type of acclaim that Nicki Minaj has is ever going to be canceled. They're ever going to be removed from the spotlight. But what I really, really do hope happens is that us as black people, we start gatekeeping our culture more. Stop allowing motherfuckers to drop in and take stuff just because they want it. Because you know, you want to look good for Massa because you want to look good for these white people who have apps who don't give a fuck about you. Because remember, when you get motherfucking shot and you die in the street like an animal, where are all of the white women with their edges laid and long acrylic nails posting about waist trainers and flat tummy motherfucking teeth? Okay, they don't give a fuck about you. So stop letting them drop in on our culture and steal shit just because it makes you, because you think it makes you look good. Okay, it doesn't. Okay. It's giving. Slave. All right. It's giving Coon. It's giving Uncle Ruckus. And honestly, it's 2021. We're tired of it. If you want to be white and if you want to be on that side, pick them, stick with them, and then leave the rest of us out of it. Ooh, uh, this episode was a little spicy, y'all, but thank you so much for coming back and joining us after my hiatus, after my uh, self-care vacation. I sure hope you come and join us again. This week is a double drop. Check us on Wednesday and have a great week, y'all.